Kobe Bryant. Welcome to episode four of the Counted Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ahan, at Ahan Rungta on Twitter. And today we have left-handed pitcher for the Minnesota Twins organization and Dartmouth graduate, Mitch Horacek. Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Ahan. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for being here. Uh, I'll just start by asking you, what are you up to during the quarantine phase? How are you spending the time? How are you staying in shape mentally, physically? How's that going for you? Um, Well, I'm probably doing a lot of things that most other Americans are doing. You know, I'm spending a lot of time at home, um, watching TV, reading books, just trying to stay busy. But in terms of baseball, um, I'm trying, I am, you know, still trying to stay in shape. Um, I'm luckily I'm staying in Florida right now. When spring training was uh, canceled, I, I went to stay with my girlfriend and her mom. And so we're in Florida and I've been, you know, doing the best I can to stay in shape, you know, throwing baseballs uh, against pine tree or palm trees, rather, um, doing like workouts, you know, body weight workouts in the park. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have throwing partners or how's that going? Yeah, so I actually was lucky enough to find a throwing partner that's been pretty reliable. His name's Jack Corkery. He's a uh, Division three baseball player at Swarthmore in, mm-hmm. I think it's in Philly. And so I, I sent out a tweet uh, a couple of weeks ago, just looking for anybody uh, right. seeing if they wanted to throw. And he responded, fortunately, he's has, he's in the same situation as me. He's just a college guy. I mean, his college season was suspended and then they told him not to come back to school. So he just stayed at his parents' house. And uh, fortunately he's only a couple of miles away. So we just meet up every other day. To That's go throw. awesome. Twitter's a lifesaver. That's how I contacted you. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's really a great tool, especially now that everyone's, sitting on their computers all day it's easy to get in touch with somebody yeah and uh you went to dartmouth college and i'm i'm from new england so how was it going to dartmouth what was it like pitching in the ivy league uh i know kyle hendricks graduated from dartmouth um so there's there's baseball history there so i'm just curious how your experience in new england was and uh, if you still go back visit dartmouth yeah, so I, I really liked playing baseball at Dartmouth. Um, I, I mean, I liked going to school there, too. Uh, when I was in high school, I always wanted to go to a college that had, you know, a good academic uh, program, good, good, good academics. I studied engineering and economics, so I wanted to get something out of my education. But I also wanted to go to a place that had a good baseball program, you know, good baseball facilities. And so Dartmouth um, kind of fit both of those bills. Um, I really did like New England too. I mean, when I went to, I'm from Denver, Colorado. And when I went to go see Dart, Dartmouth for the first time um, on my recruiting visit, it was, I think the second time I'd ever been to New England. I, I guess the first time I'd ever been to the North, like the Northeast area, I went to Cooperstown, New York to play baseball tournament when I was 12. So I guess that's technically not New England. Right. So I guess the first time I did go to New England was when I went on my visit and it was, what struck me the most was, you know, how many, how lush and how many trees there were compared to Denver. Um, but, you know, I, I spent a lot of time outdoors in college, and that's kind of why I decided to go to a more remote college like Dartmouth. I, I loved it. For sure, for sure. And uh, I, I noticed you recently started a blog called The Daily Eyewash. So, first of all, I just want to ask why that name and also yeah. what went into the decision to start the blog. 
Right. So eyewash in baseball, it's kind of a funny term. Um, it's, and it's not widely known also, which is also kind of funny, but eyewash is a term used by baseball players, specifically pro baseball players. Um, it's not really big in college culture yet, I guess, as far as I know. But eyewash is basically anything that baseball players do or that is done in baseball regularly that just doesn't make any sense. It's just dumb. It's pointless. It's just like over the top. Um, you know, you can call you call out people for you know doing eyewash things or having their eyewash. Like, I think I have a few examples on my blog. Like, you know, you got these guys who wear uh, uh, eye 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 black underneath their eyes, and they just smear it all over the place. In my opinion, that's eyewash. Or right. if if a guy like a like a pitcher like does way more extra stuff on the mound. Um, that he does that's not necessary for his performance just wasting time that's eyewash like a guy who's really slow the one that caught me deep from your website is eyewash as a dugout yelling back on a pickup yeah yeah exactly that's a that's a great example of eyewash like you know the the batter runner he's not the runner he's not paying attention to what the guys in the dugout are saying like if if pitcher picks off i mean he'll jump back to the bag it's whether or not the guys in the dugout are yelling back it's just kind of one of those dumb things that baseball players do that just is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. It's eyewash. Right. So I, I'm sort of curious what you hope to achieve from the blog. Why did you start the blog? Um, I know there are not a lot of things you can do physically outside right now. So blog seems like a great idea, but what went into the decision of sort of starting the blog and writing your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a culmination of a lot of ideas I've had for a while now. Um, this past off season, I, I figured to myself, you know, I needed to kind of diversify my skill set a little bit more. Um, and that's kind of something I do every off season, like one off season, I was, you know, we have a lot of time in the off season. So one off season, I decided, you know, why not? I'll just take the LSAT. You know, I was dating a girl at the time who was in law school and I was like, huh, I wonder how I can do with the LSAT. So I just took the LSAT. Well, last year, the last off season, I wanted to learn how to make websites. And so I just got to it, started learning. Um, on my own uh, using some like YouTube and online courses and so I I, I started a little website uh, web like a web development uh, side gigs business and I've been doing that and then I decided you know I've got a lot of ideas that I want to put down Um, I like to write um, and I want to improve my writing skills so I just figured you know what why not write and put my articles out there if if anybody reads them that's great if nobody reads them who cares like I just want to practice writing and so, I'm, I'm an aspiring sports from. writer myself and I, I read them. So that's, that's super helpful for me. So thank you. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad someone reads them. I mean, yep. <laughs> I, 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 that's, that's motivation to turn out more because I have a lot of ideas, but um, sometimes my writing kind of takes a backseat to some other projects I'm working on. Right. But I, I, knowing that people are interested, I'm definitely down to keep churning them out because I've got a lot of interesting ideas. At least I think they're interesting. Right. And I really hope people more significant than me end up reading them because we really need more people to write and definitely people who are actually playing pro baseball to write about pro baseball issues. So I definitely hope people continue reading them. Yeah, Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, So one of the issues you mentioned in the blog and something you've been vocal about on Twitter is uh, minor league payday. Uh, so the Save America's Pastime Act, which would allow minor league players to be paid below minimum wage. Uh, and then the commissioner threatened to cut ties with minor league baseball. And then Trevor Bauer went off a little bit about it. Bernie Sanders addressed it. And you sort of addressed what Bernie got right and what Bernie got wrong in the blog. Yeah. 
yeah. without getting too much in, into politics, I'm just sort of curious what your take is um, in the best way possible. What are some things baseball can do to legitimately improve the lives of minor leaguers? And I know you probably saw this morning, uh, Major League Baseball extended some support for minor league players. And something I wanted to add on to that was, do you think that's enough? Um, I've seen tweets flying around from baseball players, some minor leaguers, some big leaguers, about organizations supporting their players. Uh, the Rays, for example, gave out $800 for their minor leaguers. And some people were like, $800, might as well give them nothing. But some players were like, that's a lot for minor leaguers. So I'm just curious about your view of it. Yeah, I mean, that's a, the, there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there. Um, with regard to – I'll start from the bottom. I mean, the, yeah, the MLB came out this morning, and I actually got, got wind of this a couple of days ago, so I've been thinking about it, June on it, uh, that they're going to give us $400 a week until – I guess they, they announced through May 31st is what I heard. Yep. And that's it's, – it's interesting because, you know – on the one hand, minor league the average minor leaguer makes uh, about that much money per month while working every day during the season, and so like yeah, that's not very much money. So on the one hand, the guys are getting paid right now, and they're not they're not playing games, and they're getting paid just about the same amount of money they would be getting paid if they were playing games. So on that on the one hand, that's a that's a pro, but on the other hand, like sixteen hundred dollars is not a lot of money. I mean. Right. I, you know, I pay rent, um, you know, I have, you know, like, you know, bills that I need to pay. And after, at, at the end of the month, $1,600 is, it's, the, it's barely enough to cover, you know, just rent and food and then much less anything on top of that. So I think it's, it's interesting that MLB has committed to giving, you know, $400 a week because one, it's not that much money. And people realize that, but the ironic part is that it's for a lot of minor leaguers, it's more than they would have made while they're working full time anyway. So it's kind of eye opening in that sense. And presumably um, one part that has to do with it is during the quarantine, people who are working two jobs can't work those two jobs anymore. So perhaps that's right. part of it as well. Right, right. Yeah. And and yeah, it's well, um, yeah, it's it's four hundred dollars a week. But they we're still expected to do all of our work. So, I mean, right. um, like I'm getting daily text messages from Twins staff members like, you know, what did you do today for baseball? So it's, it's kind of like I, I, it's a little frustrating uh, because it's like, you know, it's work from home. We're doing work from home, but we're still not making enough like, like reasonable money. And, you know, part of the reason why a lot of guys play baseball and deal with the low wages is because there's this inherent upside to making it to the big leagues and making a lot of more, a lot more money when you get there. So like it's, it's, you're, you're only making, you know, a small salary when you're playing in the minors, but there's that, that chance that you could be making a lot more money. It's like the expected value, right? Are you familiar with expected yep. like expected values? Yeah. So the expected value of playing minor league baseball is whatever you're making right now, and then times like 100 percent you're going to make that. But you also have that outside chance that you make a lot of money, and right. so that is factored into the decision to play minor league baseball. But the problem is while you're sitting at home during quarantine, there is no, you know, inherent 
uh, chance that you're going to get to the big leagues while you're sitting here. So that, that $1,600 a month just doesn't look nearly as good. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So. Yeah, uh, certainly. And something uh, a little bit different from that. Um, so you recently tweeted something completely different uh, about the whole Astros thing. Now, uh-huh. f- first off, I just want to ask you directly, and you can choose to not answer. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on uh, the Astros, the, the quote-unquote punishment? Uh, do you think baseball could have handled that any differently? Um, also, I've been hearing some opinions that vary on uh, whether the commissioner should have quote-unquote taken away the trophy, et cetera. So what are your thoughts on how they handled that? Yeah, I mean, that's a really tough one. Um, and I'm really – I actually wrote about that in my blog too. Uh, that was like the first article I posted. Um, you know, I, I, I'm glad that I'm not the one making those decisions. Like, I'm, not, I'm glad I'm not the commissioner you know, deciding which punishments to roll out to these guys. Um, if you look at I, – I wrote about this also. Like, if you look at how MLB handled cheating in the past – I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at Pete Rose, you look at the, the Black Sox scandal, um, guys were banned for life for less. Or, you know, in, in Pete Rose's uh, case, you know, he was barred from the Hall of Fame. And I, honestly, I think that what he did was probably, like, all things being equal, I think he, what he did was not as bad as what the Astros players did. For sure. So it's kind of, it's like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what they should do. I don't know what's right. I mean, I know that there are a lot of players that are pissed and specifically, you know, I, you've Bauer, you mentioned how Bauer is very vocal. He's been vocal against it. And also uh, Clevenger, uh, his buddy has been vocal against, you know, the Astros. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's really, it's a really bad look for the sport. And it, it kind of left a, a pit in all of our stomachs, even the guys that weren't involved. Yeah. I, I was going to say like the pitchers, uh, you got to feel for them a little bit. And also, some of the guys, some of the hitters, particularly Reddick, Tony Kemp, uh, did not want the the bangs on the trash can. They said it distracts us, so we don't want to partake in it. But those hitters, in a sense, are also benefiting from it, even though they're not directly cheating, right? Because right. Correa gets a walk, Altuve gets a double, and all of a sudden Reddick has second and third, nobody out. So that benefits them too. But for right. the pitchers, it's a tough spot to be in. So I don't right. know if you were in that position – I would, you would definitely be in a, be in a bind. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, I really feel for the, some of those pictures. I mean, that there's, I, I can't remember the names at this, at this point, but you know, you, I saw tweets from guys. I know there's a guy like that's suing. Um, I don't, you might not, you might know who I'm referring to. I saw it on Twitter. There's a, a, a former MLB pitcher that's suing the Astros, I think. Uh, yeah. I um, believe it was Mike Bolsinger, but I might be. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but like imagine imagine you're a, a guy like me, right? And you get you've been playing in the minor leagues for a long, long time, just kind of grinding away. You finally get called up, and you got to play. You're going to debut against the Astros, and the Astros don't discriminate uh, with their cheating. You know, you could be uh, a veteran, a, a major league veteran starter who's got you know made hundreds of millions in his career. They're going to bang on the trash can against you, or you could be a um, uh, MLB rookie, it's your first day, you're debuting, they're going to use the trash can things against you too. And so, I mean, it's not hard to conceive of uh, like the situation where you that MLB rookie goes out there and he gets lit up 
in right. his debut because the Astros are cheating and then he gets sent down and never gets back to the big leagues because of that. I mean, there's right. lots of guys who've got to the big leagues and they, they pitched, you know, a couple games and they got absolutely lit and they never got back. And who's to say that they would have gotten sent down. Otherwise, you don't, you don't really know, but it's just right. a really, really bad look. Yeah. And uh, so on a, on a similar note, I saw a tweet by you, uh, where you said MLB could kill two birds with one stone by allowing pitchers and catchers to realize signs with technology. And you had a whole startup idea and you're like, look, fund me, let's go. Now yeah. I, I really yeah. hope that's a serious idea. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is like, I've got, I've got all sorts of these little ideas, but you know, it's kind of, maybe now's a good time to work on them, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, I think the, the whole cheating scandal, it's a technology aided cheating pro like the problem is technology driven. So the solution, therefore, must be technology-driven. I mean, it's an age-old problem, uh, stealing signs. I mean, they, as long as baseball has been around, people have been trying to, you know, get an edge. And so that's why, you know, baseball players, like catchers and pitchers, have multiple sign sets where, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to look at chase the three or third sign or outs plus one. I mean, I wrote about all this on my blog, too. Mm -hmm. But, like, those exist. Like, that's, that was the state of the art. Um, for for a long time in baseball, and now, like technologies and you know, like you can use you know computer computer vision and AI to steal signs, no matter how complicated they are. Right. Well, you gotta the the, the pitchers and catchers have to adapt. Like you have to figure out a way to use technology so that the other technology can't steal your signs. Right. And until we do that, like we're still gonna have cheaters. Like there's they're not gonna go away. They're just gonna be more careful. Yeah, and I guess like now more than ever is comes the question: What can baseball do to improve integrity of play? And people are now bringing up the old uh, question about steroids, about anything that is quote unquote cheating. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, "Well, the way to eliminate cheating is just make everything allowed." Uh, I'm just curious yeah. about your thoughts. Do, yeah, is the solution uh, really just allow everything? No, absolutely not. I mean, here's the thing: like. It, at the end of the day, baseball is a game, and it's a game played for the entertainment of the masses. So, you know, they, like you can talk about the integrity of the game or whatever, but it's at the end of the day, it's just are you entertained or aren't you entertained? So, you know, that's, that, that's like the, the main goal. So, you know, if, if we're entertained, like we got to come up with the, the most entertaining version of the sport, but we also have to take care of the players. And so I think the cheating, like it's kind of funny, like a lot of fans don't like the cheating but they're still entertained. So I think that's fine. Like whatever. I, I, that's great. But in terms of players, you know, it, you want, you want to eliminate the cheating on their behalf. And if you, if you say everything's allowed, that opens up its own dilemmas. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Like you say you were, you're going to, you're going to make all steroids legal, right? Right. Well, if all steroids are legal, then I'm forced into a situation myself where if I want to compete I have to take steroids and the problem is steroids are very unhealthy so if I want to be a baseball player I have to really and I, I have to take you know anabolic steroids which are really bad for my long-term health so then I'm forced into a situation where I have to decide okay do I play baseball and you know damage my long-term health or do I just not take steroids and inevitably get pushed out of the game by people that will so you know I, the like there there that's that's beside the the moral um dilemmas that you might come into it's just 
like the, the like that situation where if you if you're not a cheater you have to become one even right. if it's legal like you have like you just have to right. reach the, the lowest common denominator i guess you could say and speaking of ways to improve baseball you had a bunch of other ideas i saw one on twitter again about uh about the MLB draft, you said cancel the MLB draft. Instead, let them all be free agents, and then natural selection. Let them choose where they get to right. sign, so that somebody's not stuck in an organization that that that's crappy for seven years. Right. So well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's funny you meant bring that one up because there were a lot of fans, like baseball fans, that came after me. Um, a pretty big sports writer retweeted that, and so a lot of people saw that one. Right. And a lot of people were coming after me like, oh, this is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Yeah, the and top the comment on that was, this is stupid. I was like, here we go again. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I, I, you can't blame the guy. He doesn't understand what it is to be a, a professional athlete. Right. But, you know, it's, it's like, you know, if, if you say you're, say you're a, uh, uh, a computer, like you study computer science at MIT. Mm -hmm. And so you're a very talented coder and you're very good at what you do. You've spent a lot of time training and practicing your craft and honing your craft. And now you're really good at, at writing computer programs, right? And right. so uh, you, at graduation, it's not like Google, Apple, you know, all of these, Amazon, all these tech companies have a draft and they're like, okay, we're gonna draft you. And you, you, you say you get drafted by Google and Google is like the worst of the big tech companies you could go, you know, code for but you get drafted by Google and say you hate it. Say Google's like, say, say you don't, you don't want to move to wherever Google's going to send you or Google just doesn't treat their employees right, whatever. And you say, well, I, I'm a coder. Like I want to code. Like that's what I trained for, but I don't want to train at Google. And, and I definitely but, don't want to be there seven years, for example. And I don't want to be there seven years. Well, you, it, in that situation and under normal circumstances, you just think, like, okay, I'm just going to go apply to work for Apple. Or I'm going to go apply to work for, you know, whoever, Robinhood. But in baseball, you can't do that. In baseball, you are forced to stay with whoever takes you. And you, you've got to deal with them. And if you don't want to work for that company anymore, you, you have to completely change everything you do. You have to completely retrain for a different career. And it's just not, it's just not a good way of doing business. I mean, I just, it's just very, very unfair to players. And it's, it's disguised, the MLB disguises it to the fans as like a competitive balance. They're like, oh, well, we need to have this draft so that your favorite team can have a fair shot at winning the World Series, which it's, it, that's just not true. Right. Either. I mean, you can look at the Orioles. How many times have the Orioles <laughs> gotten first round picks in the past, you know, however many years and how many times have they won the World Series? It's, right. it's just, it doesn't work that way because the Orioles historically – have been a very bad player development team. That's, that was, and I can say, I can, I'm comfortable saying that because I played for that organization for five years. Right. So I know. Yeah. And similarly, I don't know if there are any other, I know there's a lot going on in your head, especially recently about ways to improve baseball. And I, like I said, I do want to see them keep coming on your blog, but if there are any other things that you sort of want to mention right now, whether it be, any of the rule changes that are being made, et cetera. Again, people are split on the three batter minimum rule, for example, right? That could, that could end some careers uh, because there are lefty specialists out there who now might not get a big league job because nobody wants them pitching to a lefty and then two right-handed hitters. So I'm just curious about your stance on 
changes to baseball and if there are any other things that you would immediately want to improve? Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if the game necessarily needs to be improved. I mean, a lot of these rule changes come from this motivation to speed up the game. And yeah, I mean, that's great, but the, the rule changes that they're implementing aren't necessarily going to speed up the game. I mean, games are, are getting longer for other reasons and a three batter minimum, I don't think is going to reasonably speed up a game. I mean, maybe it'll speed it up, you know, the average game a few minutes, but this game's still going to be several hours long. And besides, I like, as far as I know, baseball has never been more popular. So why do you want to speed it up? It's never been more popular. And, and to add to that, like, I don't know much about um, sports around the world, but I've, I've heard about cricket matches. Cricket matches are extremely long, much right. longer than baseball. And though everyone loves those. Are they trying to speed those games up? I nope. don't know. Nope. So exactly. So I just don't, I, I just, I, they're, they're trying to change all these, tweak all these rules. And I just don't understand what they're going to get out of it. I, I think it's, stems from a lack of understanding in, at, at, the, at the highest levels of baseball um, executives. And cricket's uh, actually a very interesting example because they actually recently have made changes to make cricket slightly longer for more entertainment. Really? So like they added like a yeah. super over, which is basically another 30 minute process of just like, it's kind of like an extra inning, but like mm -hmm. there's a lot of setup and like coin toss to determine who bats, et cetera. So that makes yeah. the game significantly longer and people like that. What is the average length of a cricket match? Uh, so they have three formats, a short format, a, like a full day format, and a five-day format. Yeah. And those can range anywhere between the shorter ones can be two and a half hours, like a, mm -hmm. like a short baseball game. Mm -hmm. And then the longer one days can take somewhere around five, six hours. And people stay the yeah. whole game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, I, I, mean I, I, I haven't been attending Major League Baseball games for the past several years because I've been playing at minor league baseball games. But – as far as I know, people are there the whole time. Like they're, they're not, it's not like they're walking out of the stadium because they want to see a one-hour baseball game and their attention span's too short. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. For sure. Yeah, so in the final segment, I just wanted to ask you, uh, just take a step back from all these high-intensity questions. Just ask you a few uh, simpler lightning round questions. Um, so first off, so like you said, you've been getting into website design all kinds of mm -hmm. stuff so you're a man of many talents so what is something unexpected that maybe either you're doing now or you do in general that you're interested in that's not very well advertised um i think i'm gonna stick with that website building uh, right. uh talent i mean i i it's something i'm working on it's something that <clears throat> i think i, I might want to do long term i mean i want to do some kind of coding so I, I like doing nerdy things i like doing uh i like i like science and technology and so um, I think coding is one thing I really want to get into and develop long-term. It might not be a, a hidden talent right now, but right. it's going to be with time. I like that. Uh, what is something that surprised you the most about your professional career, whether it be just one thing that happened or something about just being in the minor leagues and being a pro player? Um, I think the biggest surprise is how fast it goes. Uh, interesting you know there's there's a lot i this is my this is my eighth season or what would be my eighth season um all of it spent in the minor leagues and a lot of people say like oh like how long are you going to give it you know how long are you going to play minor league baseball and if you were to ask me as i was coming out of dartmouth and like if you were telling if you had a crystal ball and said listen it's gonna you're gonna be 
starting your eighth season in minor league baseball and you, you'll have zero days in the big leagues. Like, is it worth it? Out of college, I might've said no. Um, but now like play, playing through it, the things that I've learned, the people I've met, um, like just the grittiness that I've developed, um, the grit, uh, I, it's just, it's gone, it's, it's been worth it. And it's been, it's gone by really, really fast, much, much faster than I could have imagined. Interesting. Uh, major league parks are known to be very distinct, uh, but some minor league stadiums are pretty cool as well, but especially the minor league team name. So what is your favorite minor league team name and minor league stadium? Um, well, I played for the Hartford Yard Goats the past two seasons. That's got to be up there. Um, yeah, it's definitely I, – I like that one a lot, honestly. I think that might be my favorite one just because I played there. They do a really good job at, in Hartford. Um, if if you, any of your listeners um, you know, are in that area, I highly recommend going to a Hartford Yard Goats game. Cheap tickets, great stadium. I mean, the stadium's brand new. Cheap beer, good beer too. All right, so, so you're going with them game. for both for both teams. Yeah, I think stadium. so. I, I think so. I mean, there there are some uh, other stadiums I really like. I'm trying to think. Um, what are some of the coolest stadiums? Yeah, that's a, I mean, that's I, a pretty I, cool plug for the Yard Goats, though. Yeah, yeah. I I, I did I, I didn't play there very many times, but it's Staten Island has a pretty cool ballpark. That's short season. So is Brooklyn. Um, what else? I, I really liked. Uh, I don't know why, but I like Tacoma, Washington. The Tacoma Rainiers. That's a cool little ballpark um well good to know when we can actually travel yeah yeah exactly uh what is which of these is your favorite way of getting an out Uh, a backwards k a frontwards k or a one pitch broken bat out oh i'm gonna it's gotta be a strikeout i'm gonna say strikeout swinging uh on a slider that's my favorite strikeout swing on a slider chris sale would probably agree yeah it's the best and uh, lastly, what are some of your, I guess you addressed this mostly, but some of your post-career aspirations. So the, the broad question, the cliche question is, what do you see yourself doing in some number of years, let's say 20? Oh, this is a good one. And I, so, you know, given, given all of the, the turmoil that, has, uh, that, that I've had with dealing with MLB teams and working for companies that I don't like or in not, be, not having the freedom to, you know, live wherever I want, all those things. I, I think my, my biggest aspiration is to work for myself. Um, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. I'm very entrepreneurial minded. So I think my biggest aspiration is to be my own boss and make my own rules rather than, you know, play by the rules. Of I'm sure everybody someone, listening right now is nodding their head vigorously. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so. finally, before we let you go, uh, is there, are there any words of wisdom, any advice you have, to aspiring athletes, uh, and especially a lot of people watching are also looking to pursue an education uh, like you did. So for people who are looking to do both, uh, what's the biggest advice you can give them? Um, I, I would say that I'd say two things. One, get better every day at something. Um, one of my favorite athletes, I've, I, had, got, I got to meet him a couple times, is, is Houston Street. Mm-hmm. And Houston Street said his dad uh, always said, every day you're either getting a little bit better or you're getting a little bit worse, but you're not staying the same. And that's something that I take to heart. So I try to get a little bit better at something. It might not be baseball, but it might be anything. But I try to get a little bit better every single day. And then also I would say that it's, it's pretty cliche, but I would say never give up on your goals. So 
you know, whatever your goal is, a lot of people tell you, well, oh, it's not possible. Like, you know, they always say the baseball goal is, you know, making it to the big leagues is so hard. Like the, the chances are so, 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 so slim. Like, you know, how many high school baseball players make it to the big leagues? Like a very, very small fraction of a fraction. But what I say is that, you shouldn't. You 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 should definitely acknowledge those those stats, those those odds, but don't take them to heart. Because if you do get better every single day, and you do just keep working at it every single day over the long run, and have your skill sets compound on each other, your chances are much better than what everybody else might think. For sure. Mitch, thank you so much for being here today. It was great having you. I hope we can talk sometime soon again. And I hope there is a baseball season. And if there is, that you're healthy for it. Keep staying Thank safe you. and healthy. Thank you so much. For all those listening, go follow Mitch on Twitter and follow the Daily Eyewash. We'll put both those links in the description. Thank you, Mitch, for being here. Uh -huh. Thank you very much for having me.